It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Good afternoon to you, Molly Haynes. Good afternoon to you too. Um, there's plenty happening in the world of greyhound racing and it's an exciting type of uh, time of the year. We had a really exciting end to the year and it continues on. That it does. And look, it's not only greyhound racing that's so exciting for GRV and the adoption program. It's the fact that we um, actually just saw... 148 greyhounds adopted over three days. So we annihilated our record from last year by about 30. Um, so it was a fantastic effort on Sunday by the GAP team. Like 148 dogs going into new homes over three days is just a phenomenal effort. Yeah, so there was 152 greyhounds available. And I've pointed out on several occasions on this show <laughs> that every time you go for a walk these days in suburban Melbourne, um, there's a greyhound. Yeah, you just come across a former athlete. Yeah. It's, it's good to it's good to see. I remember talking to a trainer and he was saying, actually it was Ian Cockrell, he was saying that, um, no, actually it could have been Anthony as a party. He said to me, he was walking down the street um, in Ballarat and he spotted this black greyhound and he thought, oh my gosh, I reckon I trained that dog. So he's walked over, hadn't seen the dog in two or three years and it was a dog he used to train. Okay. So And a, a black dog of, of all things. You'd understand if it was a white dog with you know a blue face or something like that, but just yeah. a black dog and he was able to recognise it. It just shows the connection that these trainers have. And I know Peter Duncan's proud of that achievement from Greyhound Racing Victoria, and especially the, the GAP program. She tweeted the other day, but it's a big tick for Greyhound Racing because you there when I when you have a look at their KPIs, I guess getting people into the game, turnover and all that, but this would nearly welfare and making sure greyhounds are rehomed are, are nearly the number one box that they need to tick off and they're doing that in wonderful fashion at the moment. Absolutely. Look, it is our number one priority, animal welfare, which links into making sure all suitable greyhounds are adopted. They're fantastic pets and I think it's just a testament to the breed and what these trainers and connections have been able to do with the dogs to make them the wonderful animals that they are. The Paws of Thunder Group 1 action there this weekend at Wentworth Park and Feral Frankie, the People's Greyhound, especially in New South Wales and Queensland, you could say. We've taken him on a little bit here in Victoria, <laughs> but it was a wonderful call by Timmy Newbold. Frankie just got there in the end to, to win his heat. He's drawn box number one. He's at a dollar ninety. But I'm with Western Envoy. This Greyhound's just been in such wonderful form, this preparation. He's at 3.30. He deserves to take out a big one. Oh, absolutely. Look, he's won a Ballarat Cup as well. So he's a dog that can definitely perform when it comes to the elite level. But Feral Frankie is just a dog that is just phenomenal in every sense of the word. The call, like you said, was fantastic. And he's... I just can't help but smile every time I see his trainer, Ray Smith, um, talk about the dog or even just the dog perform on the yeah. track. I think if, despite wanting Victorians to take out this pause of thunder with a couple of really good chances, I really do think that for, for the sake of greyhound racing and, and I suppose the people, we want the people's dog in Feral Frankie to claim this Group 1 pause of thunder at, in New South Wales um, on Friday night. Yeah, just the roar and the, the fans that, Frankie has the feral, gets there in the last bound. I think it's just great for the sport. Talking about lucky people, we've got a guest that's pretty lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. We have um, Lucky Karabasakis on the phone. Lucky, welcome to Off the Leash this afternoon. G'day, guys. Gareth Miley, how are you? Good, thanks, Lucky. What about your performance or your dog's performance? Hard style, Rico, to nail the talented Simon told Helen 
um, there last weekend and looks pretty tough to beat in the National Derby final at Wente Park this weekend. Yeah, no, he went super, mate. And, um, geez, you almost sounded like Timmy Gibbold when you said hard style, Rico, then. <laughs> and, again, and, again, what a great call. And, um, yeah, no, look, really happy. The dog went super. So couldn't be happier with that run. Absolutely. Now, Lucky, the decision that I suppose all trainers would just dread to make, we've noticed that Hardstyle Rico isn't under your name um, throughout this series. He's, he's under the care of Jason Mackay. Now, talk me through that decision. As, as a trainer yourself, you've been involved in the sport for 30-odd years. What was that decision? What drove that decision to, um, I suppose, hand over the reins for Hardstyle Rico, a dog you've done so well with so far um, for this pause of, uh, for the um, series in New South South Wales, the Derby. Yeah, Molly, you're right. Um, that was a very, very tough decision. Um, but uh, look, due to circumstances at home, you know, I've just uh, I've got a two-month-old uh, young uh, second son, actually, and a uh, five-year-old, and the missus um, would have found it a little bit tough to sort of, um, you know, control everything at home. Like, I do have, a, you know, another five or six race dogs, and I've just had another little kid on Hardstyle Rico's mother now, Tabasha Bale, so I've got a few pups around, so... Just, uh, you know, we, for the commitments at home, I, I sort of, I weighed up the pros and cons and then I looked around and I thought, you know, to Sydney, I'd have to, it'd have to go to someone, you know, reputable. And um, obviously, you know, you look at uh, Sydney's uh, top trainer there and that's Jason Mackay. And um, in my eyes, I thought um, that was a very easy decision to send him there. So I made the call to Jason and offered him, you know, the dog and Jason was happy enough to take him and um, here we are. Fantastic, and we, we can confirm the dog is coming back to WA, we, uh, not WA, to Victoria. We will see him back in your care after this series. Yes, yes, definitely. No, I did, um, we, we spoke with Jason. I said, look, you know, can you take him for the series? Um, Jason was happy to take him and put him through the series, and um, we'll get him back here in uh, Melbourne and let him settle back in at home and, um, yeah, probably have a look at the book and um, sit down and uh, map out a little plan for him. Do you get more nervous, lucky training or owning greyhounds when you turn up to Wentworth Park as 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 an owner, basically, is the pressure off a little bit? Oh no! I, look, I'd, I'd like to say yes, but um, I, I felt like I was uh, pushing the dog as well. Like I felt I was, you know, obviously I was there, and it's just yeah, the, no. Look, it was very nervous. I felt like I was boxing the dog myself. <laughs> um, so very much excited as well, and just seeing get over the line and, and um, you know come from where he come from, and then you know put a margin on on what I rate, you know, one of the one of the best young pups going around. Um, you know, it was just phenomenal to see that. Oh, it sure was. Now, he is behind Simon Told Helen, the greyhound. He did run down um, in his heat last week. He is behind him in the betting market at $3. What kind of chance do you give him from box five? I mean, I still think he's a really, really big chance. I would probably put my money on him over Simon Told Helen just after how well he did win. Uh, look, um, you know, take nothing away from Simon Told Helen. You know, very fast dog. Um, actually, um, I think he's, you know... Uh, where where he should be, um, you know, considering the box draw. Um, yeah, I can't really say too much about that. <laughs> no, it is a hard one, but I suppose, look, you'll really be missing this dog in your kennels at the moment, but we are so glad to hear that he is back um, in Victorian soil come the end of the week, I suppose. And good luck on Friday night. We will all be cheering for you.
Much appreciated, guys. Thank you very much. Good on you, Lucky. Let's hope he's lucky there <laughs> on uh, Friday night when his star greyhound, hard style Rico, goes around in that national derby. And as Lucky pointed out, it's it's not not easy to run down. Simon told Helen, absolutely not. And when the likes of James Vandermeer are calling um, this dog as the ne- um, next, Simon told thing. Helen as the yeah. next big thing, he was saying if he had any money in the world to put on and purchase any two greyhounds, it would be Simon told Helen yep. and who told Stevie. So there's big wraps on these two dogs. And what Hardstyle Rico did, it's a, a replay that everyone needs to go and watch. If you're a Greyhound fan, I'd be watching that replay it as was, soon as you can. It was 100 to 1, really, to yeah. chase down that Greyhound. At, and he didn't just chase him down. No. He put a couple of lengths on him too. And I think that's what the most impressive thing was. So that's um, why I think everyone's jumping up and down about this Hardstyle Rico. So can't wait for this weekend in uh, Sydney at Wentworth Park. Wonderful place to watch greyhound racing in the city, basically, in the CBD of Sydney. It's a wonderful venue. And um, those star greyhounds stepping out there in those group ones, looking forward to it. Jess Hopkins will play a part at Hillsville this weekend. And tell us a little bit about this race series that's going on at Hillsville at the moment, Molly. Look, it's called the Kings and Queens of Hillsville. So it's been a three-week series up the straight. So it first started off with male greyhounds versus each other in heats and then female greyhounds versus each other in heats. And um, so now the winners, uh, the first four place getters of the Kings final, so for the men and the um, Queens final for the females, uh, they will combine for, I suppose, the, the old ultimate in, in the battle of the sexes come Sunday at Hillsville and look Jess's dog uh, didn't didn't win on, on Sunday he did finish second behind a really talented greyhound in last hurrah but there's you know without a doubt this this greyhound has, has a bit of talent but I think what I love uh, about the opportunity to talk to Jess I've been waiting to talk to her for a little while she's just the ultimate fan of greyhound racing she's grown up in it and I really yeah really can't wait to um to dive a little bit into into what greyhound racing means to her. Okay, looking forward to that. And Jess isn't far away from joining us here on Off the Leash. Who is your tip there at Hillsville? in that race on, on Sunday is a little bit difficult, Mole. It is a little bit difficult. The box draws haven't come out yet, but look, last hurrah for me, he won his heat in really, really impressive style. I'm, I'm saying this and we've, um, Jess is probably listening to me now, but yeah. look, I, th- I think her greyhound is every chance, but last hurrah for me, he's been mm-hmm. so impressive. Um, and yeah, look, uh, without the box draw, it does make it a little bit difficult. Okay, Jess joins us now. Good morning, Jess. Welcome to RSN Central. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, Jess. Now, Eyecatcher, your greyhound heading into the Kings versus Queens of Hillsville um, up the straight on Sunday. Talk me through his performance in the heats last week. Uh, he, he went okay on the weekend. Obviously, he was beaten just by a better dog. Um, that happens sometimes. So we're just hoping he can turn the tables this week. Absolutely. Now, talk me a little bit about, talk me through a little bit about the Wild Boar Syndicate. Mm. Now, these guys own Eyecatcher as well as a bit of a talented brother in Corbett, who we'll get to in a little bit. But talk me through the syndicate and who they're made up of. It's made up of a group of uni students, basically. Um, Corey, the manager, knows nearly everyone in the syndicate and got them together. Um, There is one outlier in the group, Scott. He messaged the night we bought them, and that's how he got into the syndicate. But it's basically just a group of young guys that like greyhound racing, like coming to watch the dogs run and having a bet. So how did you get involved with, with these guys? Did it, Was it a matter of them finding you on social media somewhere, or did you meet them around the tracks at some point? Uh, well, when I was younger, 
my mum and Nan had a rearing farm and we met Corey's dad, Jaron, um, there and had a little bitch for him back then. So I've known him, Corey and Jaron, for about 16 years. So we just sort of kept in touch a little bit. And then I had a dog for him a couple of years ago called Narendal and that's sort of where it kicked off. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Eyecatcher's brother, Corbett, won a Group 3 event in South Australia. Unfortunately, it wasn't under your name, but um, like I spoke to you on the phone a little bit earlier, you did say you felt very much a part of this win. That must have been a thrill, not only for you, but the, the syndicate, I suppose. It was, it was, especially for a couple of them at their first Greyhound. So it's a pretty big thrill for them. And it was a team effort with Peter, um, Fred Juranovic actually helped us buy these two dogs. So to be able to send it back to him and he just stayed there for six weeks and settled in and Peter did the rest. So. It's good to have really, yeah. really good working relationships when it comes with uh, to other trainers in other states because yeah. it just means it's that little bit easier um, when you're travelling for the bigger events. We saw that with Lucky and, of course, Jason Mackay teaming up there with Hardstyle Rico um, for that New South Wales derby. But... Um, Jess, I don't know if uni is back yet. I don't know if it counts, but if they do win, like I remember growing up, there were like dollar pot nights, um, <laughs> toss the boss. Um, the heart was really good on a Wednesday night. Um, so does the, like the Hillsville club, do they put on, they should put on a uni day. I reckon yeah, that would work. They should. They should, especially being a Sunday afternoon yep. too. Oh, yeah, dollar, that, dollar pots. Yeah, that would be, it Drink would Drink responsibly. Ideal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think we should do that. Dollar pots <laughs> and $5 pizzas. Fernand with the $2 pot, so the boys like getting out there when Corbett was racing there, so, since I've been on holidays, it's been a debate, I think, on this station regarding the prices of food (laughs) when you head to the races, but cheap beer, cheap food gets younger generations to the races. I'll give you the tip. (laughs) All right, good luck, hey, Jess. Oh, thanks for having me on. Good on you, Jess. Jess Hopkins, the trainer of Eyecatcher, who goes around the King v Queens out at Hillsville on Sunday. Um, Mole, go the Red Dog update. What's happening there? Look, as as everyone's aware, we, we announced in early January that for every greyhound who wins from box number one, GRV will donate $250 um, for each of these wins. So we've had 101 winners so far. So that's for the month of January, which means we're up to um, over $26,000 going to the bushfire appeal. So that's going to be fantastic to, I suppose, hand over the big check at, at the end of January. Hopefully we can continue it. I'll have to wait for from um, the word from above, but it'd be fantastic um, to you know make sure that we can have a, a really good amount. But I do have to mention Bendigo. They really pulled one out of the hat. They Did had they? six out of 12 um, winners come from box one in one meeting. We'll six out of 12. It was fantastic. And I suppose there'd be a lot of people on track, on track at the moment cheering for the Red Dog. And the... Best bets over the weekend. Winners of Grinness. Yes, there was 10,000 put on at twos on Banjo Big Boy at Shepparton. There was also 6,000 at $2.50 put on Aston Rum. But the better luck next time is what Ooh. I found really quite interesting. On the same Greyhound, Zipping Marshall trained um, out of Lara, the Camilleries. Um, there was 22,000 put on a dollar ninety-five on Zipping Marshall as well as 13,000 put on at $2.60. This Greyhound unfortunately ran second. Oh, Did no. get into a bit of trouble. Um, it was very... 
bit of a, an unlucky, unlucky. Ra- Yeah, it was mm. a bit unlucky. He did cop a bit of a check and cost him a length and he lost by just under a length. So um, you could almost say the win was him, if, him uh, his if he didn't quite yeah. check off heels. But that's unfortunately the way the cookie crumbles. And a round of applause, 250 at 34 on Jitterbug Witch at Shepparton and 240 to 1 on Ashton Kenji at Sale Race 11 there on January 17th. So some smart punters there getting in. Um, with a round of applause, and that does deserve a round of applause. Hey, Molly, enjoy this weekend of greyhound racing, especially over there in New South Wales. Hopefully the Vicks can dominate and bring home some cash. Absolutely. Look, we've got a good chance. We've got um, greyhounds in all four of the group features, so we're very, very excited to see what can come from it. We'll catch up with you next week along with Georgie. Do you know how the RSN Central Dog's going? Or the dog's? We'll have to get an update next um, we'll week. We'll have to get an update. I know George couldn't be with us today because he is um, doing some draft stuff. So okay. we will have to make sure we can um, get an update on Team RSN Greyhounds. Thanks for that, Mole.